Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we're taking a look at the NFC and AFC South, and I talk to you about my biggest regret with this podcast, which is that I will never see us record this podcast live. Sure, I can listen to it afterwards, but I can't imagine what it was like to watch it live. Be like watching Antonio Brown play or Jesus performing at the Red Rocks. Welcome to the Third Shift Football Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on this special episode as we continue our division preview series. I'm Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver. Neil, uh, you got four divisions done. Congratulations. Got four to go. (laughs) Neil has put in so much work on this, guys. You have no idea. The amount of research this man has been doing so we can talk about these divisions if you ever want to know, just, just hit us up, DM us on Twitter. Oh, you can get my shit team pods. <laughs> it's actually impressive. Okay, thank you. I appreciate we need, it. We need uh, one of the networks to hit you up for No, it. no, we don't. I mean, okay, but no, we don't. <laughs> Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, I was going to say excited to cover the South divisions, but that would be a fucking lie. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. So we started with the NFC West and AFC West. If you want to check out that, it's on Apple, Google, and Spotify and other podcast platforms. Um, definitely those divisions are much better than this one. Pretty much what we're doing is we're doing the south, the north, and we're gonna finish the east. I'll give you a hint. The east divisions are gonna be pretty good. The north and south are not. Well, no. the, the AFC North is probably going to be fun. The AFC North is going to be good. The NFC North is going to, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. <laughs> Legitimately, the Lions could finish second in that division. I don't know. We're so speaking of the AFC North, we're going to start with the news of today on this Thursday. Uh, the NFL and NFLPA has agreed to a suspension and fine for Deshaun Watson. He has suspended... 11 games. 11 games. Over $5 million. His first game back is now in Houston. Coincidence? No. No, never. Who suspends somebody for 11 goddamn games? That makes no sense. Josh Brown smokes weed full year. That's all you need to know about this situation. It's absolutely awful. Gambles on some games while he's off the clock. He's not even with the team. Full year. Deshaun Watson, 24 cases of sexual assault, never really apologizes. People are like, oh, he apologized last week. And then he instantly recanted it the second things came today. What did the owner say, the Cleveland Browns owner say today? He said a lot. It's all He bad. said he's a, he's a 26-year-old man. He's a great And NFL he's a damn good NFL quarterback. Damn I'm like, good. Jimmy, you're saying the quiet part loud. Oh, I'm just – the tone of my voice is not conveying the rage, but it's also not conveying a – I am tired of talking about this. I am tired of this being a thing. But the problem is that's exactly what Deshaun wants. That's exactly what the Browns want. It's actually what the NFL wants. They want this to get taken care of. They want it to go away. They want it to simmer for 11 weeks. And he plays the first game. We're all mad. And he throws some touchdowns. And all eventually we'll get bored and tired and go away. When's the last time you heard about all that shit Ben Roethlisberger did in the late 2000s? You just don't. Yeah, you just don't anymore. And that's exactly what they're trading on. And so, yeah, I just... It's can we hammer the Texans? Like, can we whatever the spread is? I'm gonna hammer the Texans. Well, yeah, they're they're fucking complicit in this too. Like, they had to settle a bunch of lawsuits too because there was. Uh, it's just the point is is that it's just it's disheartening. Deshaun's a terrible person. The NFL is just okay. You got a larger suspension. Congratulations! But the first game backs against the Texans. Are you fucking kidding me? They're trying to make a um, media spectacle of it. I just. It's just so gross. It makes me so embarrassed to like this sport. I think we'll do a deeper dive into the Browns next week. Not, I think we will do one. Mm-hmm. But just first glance, if Jacoby Brissett, their now starting quarterback, the first 11 games get hurt, they best be calling San Francisco real quick. They're fucked if he does get, if he does play. I mean, I mean, they're, they're they, fine, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs with Jacoby no. as their starter for 11 games. No, unless Jacoby has some circ super herculean effort to like get them through like probably like six and five or something and if you, if you think the they're gonna make the playoffs with jacoby those first 11 games 
go back to 2019 when Andrew Luck all of a sudden retired. I'm not saying the Colts roster in 2019 was as good as the Browns roster is right now. I might. It's very similar, though. Run heavy offense. They try to stop the run on defense. They have one great pass rusher in Miles Garrett. Like, mm, not hit on it now if they had Deshaun. You know, they can win the division. Yeah, and then like this whole and they're not even oh god they the only reason he's spent it for eleven games so we get six games in and then he gets the full full salary next year it's two percent of his salary is I just it's bad it's a bad <laughs> black eye on the NFL and they had a chance to do it right and they didn't no they didn't let's just shit. call it how it is I don't care if people from the NFL listen to this and they hate it I don't care as a fan. And especially if I was a Cleveland Brown fan, there's no way I could root for the team. There's wow. just no way I could until he's gone. And you know, jump ship, go to Cincinnati. They're gonna be a fun team. Yeah, they'll be fun. I know there's the Cleveland Cincinnati rivalry, but yeah, but their quarterback hasn't sexually assaulted 24 women, so I think that would bridge some divides. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on from that. Um, if you need more information, Sorry. go on social media. Allegedly. Sorry. <sighs> let's go to the NFC South. So um, this division is going to be interesting in the middle. The top is no question about unless Tom Brady gets hurt. Tampa Bay, the division winner last year to finish second NFC had a great game against the Rams in division series back and forth. Um, Key losses were Antonio Brown, which let's just be honest. It's not a key loss. Well, it from a production standpoint, it is. He was very productive with them. They he were was, they what they got replaced him is gonna be better. Debatably, yes. Uh losing Gronk is huge. I think losing Gronk and OJ Howard are big. Uh they also lost their right guard, right? It's the right guard in training camp. Uh so they lost Alex Jensen, their center to center, injury in training Which is camp. really bad. That's probably the worst loss. Mm-hmm. So that was their losses. Now their additions, they brought back Tom Brady as he unretired. Thanking you for putting that in there. Uh, <laughs> You're yelling at me like Tom Brady's not gone. I was like, just keep reading. <laughs> I know I did say that when he first <laughs> shared the notes. I was like, what in the hell? Uh, I love bringing in Julio. I know he didn't have like the best year with Tennessee, but guess what? They don't have a quarterback. Shh. He's also hurt a lot. Yeah, hopefully his age doesn't show again this year. Russell Gage is really nice. Kyle Rudolph is really nice. Shaq Mason, the guard, is really nice. Logan Ryan's really nice. Akeem Hicks is pretty good. I like what they did. I, I For what they lost with Gronk and O.J. Howard, I felt like they replenished it with good playmakers. And we'll see how Cameron Brait does with this team as the lead tied in now, which he was a stub before Gronk got there. I like Cameron Bay. I think he might have a good year, but uh, the big question on this one is going to be one. Alex Jensen has been their center for a while now. How's that going to impact them, especially with a quarterback like Brady, who is very susceptible to pressure, but it's just Tampa Bay done what they've basically since what they've done since the last like four years or so. And they just reloaded and got this built roster. Yeah. They, they lost the Dominican Sue. They lost Jason Pierre, Paul, uh, Jordan Whitehead uh, and like they like Alex Kappa to Cincinnati, but they just reloaded. They got Shaq Mason from New England, who's one of the best guards in the game to replace Alex Kappa. They signed, they drafted uh, Luke Godkey. I should have added him on my pronunciation guide from Central Michigan to kind of be like that swing tackle guard to replace Alex Kappa, really who good. retired. Yeah, I think he'll be pretty good. And they just kind of reloaded all across the way. Like Russell Gage, I think, will be great in this offense. He's going to be that slot third receiver. And it's going to be great because he doesn't have to be the lead guy. Like he, last year, he was the lead guy. And I like Russell Gage, but he's not the number one. Here he gets to be the number three or even number four. And that'll be great. And it just, the Bucks have done a great job at building and maintaining this super deep roster around Tom Brady. Which is really impressive with their yeah. cap space. Which cap space doesn't really exist in the NFL. You can just move all that money to signing it, bonus. It exists. There's but a reason you, the Chiefs don't have Tyree Kill anymore. Well, right. They also don't want to pay him that kind of money. So because the cap. If there is no cap, they would fucking pay him. Well, obviously. So let's move to their schedule. Um, they play at Dallas Week One Sunday Night Football. That's 
Ooh, and yeah. New Orleans on the road week too. Ooh, and cool. oh my God, Green oh, Bay, yeah. Kansas. They're opening four weeks is something. So let me re- <laughs> let me restart. I looked at the schedule. It's just saying it out loud is a different story. So at Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay at home, Kansas City at home. Then it gets a little lighter with Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina. Oh my God, their their schedule's awful. Oh, and they get the Sean in week 12. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, he's mm. going back to week 13, doesn't he? It's 11 games. Yeah, That's week I, think 12. They have a, I think they have a bye week, though. Does the bye not count? No, because it's not a game. Oh, thank God. If you're a Tampa fan, thank God. <laughs> so I don't think he comes back to week 13. So I kind of get some games. They have uh, – so it's Atlanta Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, Carolina on the road. Baltimore's their Thursday night. That's going to be tough as hell at home. Then they get the Rams at home and rematch from the division series last year. They play in Germany against Seattle, which, hey. Yeah. Seattle's going to be really bad. So um, That game sorry. will be dust shit. <laughs> yeah. By yeah. week at Cleveland, home Monday night against New Orleans. At San Francisco. Oh, sorry, Das Scheiß. I have to remember my German um, there for a second. Cincinnati at home, at Arizona, Carolina at home, and at Atlanta. So, I mean, I would say the front half is hard. The back half is a little bit – we'll see how Carolina does in Arizona at that point. But the back half is not as bad. Well, they have one inherent advantage if they get to play the NFC South, which I believe in New Orleans maybe a little more than Josh does, but they're not a great team. And then Carolina and Atlanta will be – Carolina will be mid-tier at best, and then Atlanta is it firmly in the – is there a fun, like, tank for – get get hung We should young? have a tank division. <laughs> so let's see here. Atlanta, Seattle, Chicago. Houston. Houston, that's four in a tank division yeah. so far. Maybe the Jets. I don't know. We'll see. I'm buying the Jets stock of being competitive. But my point is, so I we're saving that because NF- I have a lot to say about the AFC East. Yeah, but th- my point is, they get to play the NFC South, and then they, but they also play the NFC West as they're out of divisions. That stuff and the AFC North, which is actually somewhat okay because you get to play Pittsburgh as well. But it's just, it's such a good team. They're so deep. I think they'll be fine. I think so, too. The show in the division, their over-under from FanDuel as of today on this Thursday is 11 and a half. And honestly, I'm taking the over. I And I say that because their division's a little weaker, right? They get two wins from Atlanta. They'll probably split with New Orleans. They probably should win the two against Carolina. Yeah. that's That's five. This is seven more. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I could see them. Really, every game on their schedule is winnable. They have such a good right. roster. They have so such a deep wide. Like uh, Mike Edmonds, Chris Godwin are going to be back together this year. Which Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that's so yeah, terrifying. They're they'll they'll be fine. I, I'm I'm with you. I think they'll be the over. I think they'll be like twelve and five. This is going to be a damn good football team. And just imagine, they have the NFC South could be up in the air this year if Adam Schefter just kept his fucking mouth shut. Thanks, Schefter. Thanks, man. We could have, it could be over, but no, you just had to break that scoop, bud. So let's get to the New Orleans Saints, which you believe in. I'm not as hip on this year. Yeah. All right. So they finished nine and eight, first year without Drew Brees last year, and Jameis got hurt. So they had to play Taysom Hill at quarterback, which Jesus God. (laughs) How's that extension looking now, guys? Uh, Big additions uh, Jarvis Landry. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, beautiful additions. Uh, I think losing Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins is going to be really big. Like Marcus Williams is one of the best safeties, and also go Utes. No, Marcus Williams is great, but they added Marcus May, who's been a good safety. I mean, he wasn't as good last year, but he was also on the Jets, where things go to die. So Marcus May is a good addition. Tyron Matthew, they've restocked. Like, what? They're more or less the same team. The biggest loss is actually for me, Taron Armstead. Because I had a big just, loss. He's one of he's been he's been one of their better offensive tackles. Now that I got a roll with James Hurst, but the, I think I think this is going to be a good team. And they For drafted one, Chris Olave from Ohio State. Yes. Who? Oh my God! If you got to watch any Ohio Gross. State football, like they had three dudes that could go one, two, three in the NFL draft. Not not first round. One, two, three overall. That's how fucking deep Ohio State offense was last year. And it's a miracle Utah 
hung in there with one corner in the Rose Bowl. Olave was a top 10 pick this year, and I'm not even sure he was the best of their receivers. I think it's Jackson Smith and Chickba. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, but my point is, is that I think their offense is going to be better this year. They're, they hopefully will get a full healthy season from Jameis, who have a, a full year in the system under his belt. No Sean Payton. Have, you're right. No Sean Payton. We'll see about that. But they have the same offensive coordinator who's been there since 2006. So if someone knows the lingo, it's going to be him. They're going to have actually fucking receivers this year. So, like, instead of last year, we're about, like, Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. And they'll get Michael Thomas. Yeah, but no, he's in. He's good. I know. No, I'm saying they will have Oh, sorry. I misheard Like, they, I like the offense. I'm concerned about Jameis without Sean Payton. And that's why I'm not as high on this team. I, if it Now, if Jameis balls, this team is a dark horse to get to the Super Bowl. See, that's my point, is that they don't – the offense doesn't need to be great. They just need to be better than that end-of-the-season skid last year because – Listen, anything could be better than a Taysom Hill-led offense. Taysom – who's the other quarterback they had in there who's also – Was it oh, Trevor Simeon? They it was Ian, Ian Book. Book. Yeah, it was oh, Ian Buck. And like I think Simeon. they had Simeon, too. God. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was bad at the God. end of last year. But they were still kind of hanging in games because their defense was so fucking good. And more or less, they kept the same defense out there. They're still going to be trotting out Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport at the rushers inside. They've got David Omiata. They've got Shai Tuttle, Demario Davis, like Paulson David, Marshawn Lattimore. They have a stacked defense. One of the few defenses that gives Tom Brady trouble. Tom Brady is one and four against the Saints. Which is incredible. Join the Bucks, which is saying something. Like their defense is going to be amazing. So if they get average production out of their offense, I think this team's a playoff team. Fandle has an eight, eight and a half. Give me the over. All right. So I here's the schedule. Here's the nine schedule. and eight or 10 and seven. Okay. Here's the schedule. So it's at Atlanta. They, get Tampa. That, they, they have three the division early. games in a row. At Atlanta, Tampa at home, at Carolina. Then they get three straight at home, which I think is going to be very important. They need to go four and two in this stretch, bare minimum. Then they get Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati all at home. Then they go to Arizona for Thursday night football. Then they get two more games home. Jesus, how many home games do they need to have to start of the season? Vegas, Baltimore at home. Baltimore's Monday night football. Then they go at Pittsburgh. Home against the Rams, then they go at San Francisco, at Tampa for Monday night. Then they get a bye week, and they got four games left after the bye, which is a nice stretch if they're in the, if they're in the hunt at that point. They get Atlanta at Cleveland, so they got to deal with Deshaun if Cleveland's still in the hunt on Christmas Eve at Philly, which will be tough, and then they get Carolina at home. You know that schedule tells me nine wins. Yeah, I, I mean- just I just don't buy. They're a contender because I'm scared of what Jameis is without Sean. Let me talk you through it. I, I'm I'm here for it. So we're both with the over. Okay, we're both with the over. Okay, so I don't have to do any. Talking. No, no, no. I, I'm with the over. I don't get nine. Okay. What I'm saying is, is I don't know if they can make the playoffs without Sean Payton controlling Jameis. Jameis was really good until he tore his ACL because Sean was calling plays. He knew his quarterback. I've never seen this offensive coordinator call plays. That's fair. That, that's and that's I, it, just, it just actually matters, right? Because you see Frank Rice had uh, five quarterbacks in his five years there, right? Uh-huh. And he has catered every quarterback. And Carson Wentz, while he was a erratic, he, he was 27-7 to 7 with touchdown interception ratio. That's because Frank Rice a really good play caller and put Carson in good positions. And I trust – coaches like that now if this oc proves me wrong i'll buy in every stock of the saints yeah i just think there's enough continuity there and i think there's enough new talent that this offense just they can't be worse than last year i'm not sure they would be as good as they could be if sean payton was there but they just can't be worse than last year they can't because Taysom hill better not take a snap under center let me be like very evident clear enunciate i don't know what word i need to use he does not need to be taking snaps under center. He's a good athlete. He is not a quarterback. 
Let's get to a team that doesn't have a quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons. As a Colts fan, as a Colts fan, thank you for letting the Colts steal Matt Ryan for a third round pick. What in the hell were they thinking? Matt's not washed. Yeah, but he's only got one or two years left. I'm not sure he's worth more than a third round freaking pick. I think a third's about right. Listen, they went seven and ten with that god awful roster because Matt Ryan was under center. Also, Cordell Patterson, I I thank you to respect our running back wide receiver safety god. (laughs) God, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, they finished uh seven and ten, like I just mentioned. Um, Cordell Patterson was a god. Um, losing Mike Davis, Russell Gage is going to be kind of important. They also hurts too. They also don't have Calvin Ridley because, you know, he had to put a bet in, which, yeah. Um, They did bring in – boy, they brought in a lot of people. Holy damn. Yeah, but – I don't like any of it. Maybe – I mean, I do like that Marcus Mariota's going to get a chance. I think he got the shaft in Tennessee, and he did well in spurts with Vegas. So I'm curious to see how Mariota tries to revive his career. As I feel like – I feel like Atlanta and Houston are similar. We'll get to Houston here in a little bit. They're going to get their quarterbacks here to prove their worth. And if they both suck, guess what? This quarterback draft is deep. I see. I kind of get what you're saying, but I, I think Mariota's the sacrificial lamb to go get him. CJ Strat or Bryce Young. I, I just, this roster, they added a lot of people. You're right. But none of them are particularly great with the exception of Casey Hayward Jr., they're just kind of a lot of filler. Like their whole roster is just, you have Marcus Mariota, who is filler, the quarterback. You have Damian Williams, who's good, but not a great running back. Brian Edwards from the Raiders, who was never really as good as he could be. Olamide Zacchaeus, fine receiver. I mean, you've still have Kyle Pitts. You know who just, is a fine receiver? Who? Drake London. He their will first be good. round. Yeah, Drake's going to be good. Atlanta fans, trust me. He destroyed They're... Utah's secondary. Oh, I watched Christ. it. And, so you, and Utah put their best corner on him. And he's oh. in it, and he's going first round in the draft. Just they just threw it over him. Because <laughs> Trek won, it's a freak. But basically, just no unit. Their only unit on here that I think will be good is gonna be their is gonna be their cornerbacks. And that's about it. I mean, AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward's gonna be a vicious CB duo, but there's no one behind them. Unless you're a really big Jalen Hawkins fan for some reason. I it's this whole roster seems it's just like it's just not built to compete. This is built to get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, have some intriguing pieces going forward once you get him, like Drake London and Kyle and, Pitts. Yes. And maybe Arnold, let's keep Ebikite ah, out of Penn State. They've had some intriguing pieces. AJ Terrell, before I forget. It's just it's not built to win now. This is a team that is built to lose. And I kind of respect it, honestly. I do, too. If you're not going to contend for it, just, just go full tank. Yeah. Now, do they give Desmond Ritter a shot at the end and see what he's worth? Uh, we'll see how the year goes. Uh, I don't know. I legitimately don't know. He looked okay in that preseason game. I watched a little of it. There was some good. There was some bad. I'm not sure because that's the only thing that gives me pause on them being full tank brigade is they drafted Ritter, but he's kind of a flyer guy more than a like, this is the future of the franchise. Maybe he's their Tyler Huntley, a really good backup that can maybe win you a game. Maybe they can develop that out of him as they try to get Stroud or Bryce Young. Nothing wrong with having a good backup. I mean, shit, ask the Eagles. I don't really want to get into their schedule because they're not going to be very good, but FanDuel has them at four and a half on what over. And I'm, I'm going to take the under two. I just feel like they're not going to try and win. And, and, and there's nothing the wrong with will. that. If, if, if I'm a fan of a team that doesn't have the quarterback, this is the draft to take. Now, I'm not saying Young and Stroud are generational prospects. They're not Andrew Luck. They're not Joe Burrow. But they're pretty good. Yeah, I like me some C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what he does without some of these top guys. To be, well, you won't because he's still going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. And yeah, but these these the dudes that they're not first round talents like these guys are. Listen, what we saw on that field was special. 
I don't who we saw Marvin Harrison benefited from those guys being on the field. I got to see him. No, no. The Ohio state, the NFL draft pick sat out that game. It was just me, the jig bun Marvin Harrison out there. Yeah. Against freaking running backs playing corner. Okay. Okay. You're right. I'm just saying they're good. They're good. I just don't know if they're first round talents. A Jackson Smith Najigba is a first oh, round talent. He might be number one overall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what are you talking about? Anyway, we're getting off track. The All Falcons right, going to be bad. Let's get to my sleeper in this division, the Carolina Panthers. They finished five and twelve. Their biggest addition is obviously Baker Mayfield. They trade for him. He is allegedly starting the season. I think they've already announced he won the battle over Darnold. Yeah, which... but you never know. Shit might change. I'm just going to say allegedly until I see him walk out there against the Browns in week one, which mm, that, <laughs> mm. that's spicy. Mm, mm. Heat. Um, I like their first round pick, uh, the tackle from NC state. That boy's going to be real good. He's oh, yeah. going to be like long Like, Oh, that boy's oh, gonna my be good. God. local boy too. But at NC yeah. state. Yeah. I, I, I like this Carolina team because I feel like this year McCaffrey's going to stay a little bit more healthy and they have a competent quarterback. Baker Mayfield played through hell last year. The year before, he lit up the league. He was very good for Cleveland. They were literally a couple plays from getting to the AFC Championship game. Like, I feel like Baker is wanting to prove himself. And what better way to do it than going out there and kicking Cleveland's ass week one and just riding the high of that. Their defense was really good last year. They got put in so many bad spots because of the offense being bad. The offense is going to be much better this season because of Baker. McCaffrey will stay a little bit healthier. On the flip side, this team could be absolutely ass. They Their ceiling is playoffs. Their floor is like two wins. <laughs> That's I agree with you on the floor. Like that is the roller coaster Panther fans should expect, and it's glorious. I think this is going to be an improved team from where they were last year, not because necessarily because of Baker. Like, look, Baker's a big part of this, but they improved the O line, which was the big fucking problem last year. They got Bradley Bozeman from Baltimore, they got Austin Corbett from uh. The Rams to like patch up the interior. And then they drafted Ikem Iwoku from, uh, I probably butchered that. Ikem Ekwanku, thank you, is uh, from NC State, who's a stud. Like he's going to be great. And so they fixed their O line, which is a big deal when you have a running back like McCafferty. And you also don't want your quarterback to be killed every other fucking possession. So they actually saw their problem and went and fixed it on offense. So I kind of – I'm a little more in the offense. We'll finally see if the uh, Matt Rule system works in the NFL. I think he's gone if they can't win this year. If they I, suck. I, I think they got to go close to 500 for him to keep his job. My only concern is, is does their defense regress? It might. I mean, because but they were lights out to start the season when the offense was good. And then when the offense was bad, it really impacted them because they, they had short fields constantly – they were always on the field, and that's not a recipe for success for the only any team. Question I really have is like losing Hassan Reddick might hurt. I like Brian Burns, but we'll see how he does as like the true number one. And like Eter Grossmatos is a good pa- young passer. They got younger on defense. They have young corners. They have Dante Jackson, CJ Henderson, and JC Horn after they got rid of Stefan Gilmore. Not got rid of, didn't re sign Stefan Gilmore um, after last year. So I think the defense might be a little more of a question mark. They might be due for a little bit of regression, but who knows? Maybe Matt, Matt, I ah, I cannot say Greek names. I'm sorry. Ionidis will be what they need in the middle. I I think this is going to be a good, like eight, nine, nine, and eight team. I think they'll be. So you're taking the over. Uh, What's their six and a half FanDuel. I'll take the over because I think it will. I think seven and 10 is a pretty safe spot to take this team at. I think Baker, when he's healthy and behind a good O-line, will be good. He gets to throw to Robbie Anderson and DJ DJ Moore. Moore. I think this can be a good team. I think seven and 10 is their absolute floor. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I think they're kind of a mid-tier team, but I think they'll be at least seven and 10. 
Perfect. Um, their schedule's not too bad. As I said earlier, they got Cleveland at home, the Giants on the road, which – oh, boy. Oh, we'll see about that team. Uh, New Orleans at home, Arizona at home, San Francisco at home, at the Rams, Tampa at home. Then they got Atlanta on the road at Cincinnati. Then they get Atlanta. Wow, they get Atlanta done really early. Thursday night football at home, at Baltimore, Denver – or Baltimore on the road, Denver at home. By weekend, they're at Seattle, Pittsburgh at home, Detroit, Christmas Eve at home, and then two road games in the season with Tampa and New Orleans. Ooh, I like seven to ten. I just feel like if Baker falls out, they have a chance to make the playoffs. So, uh, Neil, we uh, need to give people fantasy picks for each team. So let's start with Tampa. I like Cameron Braid. Russell Gage. Okay. What about just kind of that third flex receiver? Um, we're not doing obvious picks. We are trying to find diamonds for y'all. That is that's a tougher one. I like Jarvis Landry a lot. Yeah, Jarvis Landry could be good. Um, Mark Ingram could be give you a lot. They like still like to do the thunder and lightning thing. So yeah, or Chris Olave if you want to put a fire out for a rookie. Mm-hmm. I'd say Mark Ingram, though. It's kind of a flex back. Atlanta's gotta be Kyle Pitts. And nobody else. Oh, Cordell Patterson, but yeah, I say Cordell Patterson, but yeah, maybe take a flyer on Drake London. I'm not sure how flying the passing offense would be. I would probably just stick with Cordell Patterson on this one. I and do it, not trust this pass game. The Panthers, I love DJ Moore. Love DJ Moore with Baker at quarterback. I'm with you. I think him and or Robbie Anderson could have a big, big season this year with a you know a decent ass quarterback out there. So yeah. uh, let's I'll stick with DJ Moore. I like him a lot. So my uh, division as a prediction is Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Yeah, that's mine. Pretty much the same. It. Yeah, I have no no notes. Right. All right, before we get to the AFC South, as we wrap up the NFC South, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We're on most podcast platforms. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And you can find us on Twitter as well. We try to retweet stuff throughout the day from really good beat reporters like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, uh, Michael Rappaport. We just tried – or not Michael Rappaport. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we can talk with Michael Rappaport. (laughs) Oh, brain's fried. I'm sorry. It's almost 10 on Thursday. (laughs) Anyway, we retreat great people that do great work for the NFL. Uh, so be sure to follow us on TTSFF underscore podcast. So, Neil, let's get to my division. Um, this division to me, it can be spicy. I don't know if it will live to that. That's how I feel about the AFC South. I, I feel like it's up for grabs like it has been the last few years even though Tennessee's been the favorite. But I really feel like Tennessee just did not help themselves this offseason. I feel like they're going to take two steps back. I mean, they made a couple of interesting additions. They added Robert Woods, who's good. They added Austin Hooper, who's good. And, I mean, Traylon Burks, in theory, might be able to replace A.J. Brown, but – that was yeah. that was dumb. Yeah, that was so dumb trading AJ Brown. I I don't know. I'm kind of with you. There's I their offense. It's just some weird choices. Like they got rid of David Quisenberry and Roger Saffold, and then didn't really replace them with anybody. I mean, they they Dylan they, they just kind of replaced him with like Dylan Radens and hopefully healthy Taylor Rowan. And some not great guys in the. I just, I don't know. Malik Willis was bold. Then I like that. Oh, I love it. And then until Ryan Tannehill is like, oh, I'm not going to show this rookie how to play. The full quote was a little kinder, but but listen, Ryan Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. He's not. I said it all last year, and he cost his team an AFC Championship appearance. Yeah, he was not good in that last I, And game. you can't win with him. So I think Tennessee made the right decision. Let's go draft Malik Willis. And the moment Tannehill struggles, bench him. Dead not- serious. This is – this. they're wasting Derrick Henry's prime. He maybe has one or two more years where you can give him the rock this much until he slows down. They're in deep shit. 
which is why I think they took a flyer on Lake Willis because they're probably going to be too good this year to get a high pick. I, I respect them taking a flyer on a guy with a ton of talent. Um, yeah, they just they lost so much. Like, why did you get rid of? I get Tulio. Like that was it wasn't working. It was hurt the whole time. Yada yada yada. No, no. But AJ Brown makes no sense. AJ Brown you makes no fucking a- sense. He's young. Yeah. He's really good. Like Tyreek Hill's 28, right? Like it, he's gonna slow down soon. I don't know when it is, but AJ Brown, how old is AJ Brown? He's oh. younger than that. He's a couple, he's he's much younger than Tyreek because he's only been in the league for like two or three he's years. He's 25, he just yeah. turned 25. Yeah, and I don't it makes no sense. And they're trying to replace him with Robert Woods, who's good, but he's, he's not, not he's AJ not Brown. He's not an X. Well, no, he is an X. Robert Woods is an X, but he's just not as good of one as H.G. Brown was. Okay, thank you. Uh, I, But here's the other problem. They don't have a quarterback to throw to A.J. Brown. Tannehill can be good in the right circumstances. He's not completely garbage. Are you kidding me? Then the I moment Derrick Henry went down, they were not the same offensively. They got by in one games because Mike Rabel's that good of a coach. I think he's a great coach. I think they have a good defense. They can't win this division with Tannehill, especially now that Matt Ryan's in their division. They're in a world of shit. I agree. I don't think they're going to win this division. I think they lost too much on offense, especially in my mind on the offensive line, which is where you don't want to lose pieces on a run first team, but (sighs) their defense should be good. They have potentially one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. It's pretty Kevin Byard and Monty Hooker. I mean, they've and some young, intriguing pieces at corners. They could have a really good secondary. They have some good pieces on defense, but on offense, I just they're riding a lot on a bounce back season from Robert Woods after a devastating ACL injury. A lot from a pretty like a rookie that people liked in college, but there's a lot of questions about him. And there's just so many questions on offense. I don't think this is going to be a bad team, but no, no, I'm not saying they're going to be catastrophic. I just felt like they went from being the one seed in the AFC which they deserve because it wasn't Tannehill. It was the team that got them there without Derrick Henry. Then you just don't add to it. When everybody in the AFC got better, Tennessee did not. And that's really mind-numbing to me unless they think Malik's going to take over during the middle part of the season. I'm not saying he will. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the starter towards the end of the season. I thought he looked pretty good in the preseason. Yeah. I, I, he's not afraid. I feel like he needs some better pocket awareness, but he makes all the throws. Yeah. He's an athlete. Uh, let's get to their schedule and then we'll do the over under. So they get the giants at home. They go at Buffalo Monday night football. They get Vegas at home. Then they go to Indianapolis. They go to Washington. They get an early buy, very early buy. Then they get Indianapolis again. So they get the two big games out of the way in their division at Houston, at Kansas city for Sunday night football, then Denver at home. At Green Bay for Thursday Night Football, so that's a really tough stretch right there. And Cincinnati at home, at Philly. They get Jacksonville at home, Chargers on the road, Houston on Christmas Eve at home, Dallas Thursday Night Football um, at home, and then at Jacksonville. FanDuel has them at 9.5, and, and I feel like they're a 7-10 team. I, I just don't buy them getting 10 wins. Like 10-7 and seven to me would be their ceiling – I'm going to go the under, but I'm more like nine and eight, eight and nine than seven and 10. Not I just true. think, I think 10 sevens, their ceiling. Cause they've got a pretty tough schedule because they have to play the number one team for the NFC last year. They have to play the uh, NFC East, I believe is who they have. Yeah. They have the, the NFC East, East and AFC West and the AFC. Yeah. The AFC West, which that's a brutal draw as far as divisions. Go. You're not sucks. even the best team in your division. So I just I don't see it. I just don't. I, I I think they'll be okay, but they're not gonna. I think nine and eight. Let's get to my Colts. Nine and eight and last year. Um, they somehow got out of Carson Wentz's contract. Thank you, Washington. From the bottom of my fucking heart, thank you so much. Um, losing Marlon Mack and Jack Doyle is going to be really big. Um, I don't think losing Rocky Sanders, Xavier Rhodes is going to be that big. Akari Willis will be. He was a good safety, but they they drafted a really great one in Nick Cross. He's probably going to be the starter with Julian Blackman, who they also get back from injury. Um, so they might have the best safety tandem outside of Tennessee in this division. 
Um, their additions, I love Yannick Ngakwe, Stefan Gilmore, and Rodney McLeod with Matt Ryan. And Alec Pierce has been a monster in this um, from this draft class. And so was uh, Andrew Ogletree until he tore his ACL, which really sucks tore it during camp. Um, but, Neil, what do you think? I'm a Colts fan. I'm going to try not to be too biased. I love this. I, I I liked it last year with Carson if he didn't make dumbass decisions. And when he didn't, they were really special. I feel like they are going to be people's dark horse trend again, and they're actually going to live up to it. I, I But I do have a huge concern with this roster. Yeah. I want to get this out of the way right away. I think they're winning the AFC South. I think this is clearly oh, the best team in the AFC the, South. Put the mortgage on it. I think it's clearly the best roster in the AFC South. So what's moving past that, what do we think of this team as contender? I have questions. It's hard because I don't trust playmakers outside of Michael Pittman, Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor, and Naheem Hines. That is the question mark with this team. It's the biggest one. Yeah, I, I I agree. Uh it's their skill position players are like they've John the Taylor's good, Naheem's Science is fine, and we know Pittman's good, but beyond that, like Paris Campbell, will he stay healthy? Will he be effective when he's healthy? Uh what are we gonna is Alec Pierce gonna be consistent in an actual game setting? Like there's just a lot of question marks. Is Molly Cox gonna learn how to catch the football this year? I there's a lot of questions on their skill players side. And which I think will be glossed over a lot by the presence of Jonathan Taylor in that run game. But then on the other side of the football, I have some questions about your pass rush. I don't. I, 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 I know your I team they a lot like the Chiefs on defense. They solved it. You have a great interior pass rusher with DeForest Buckner. And then some other guys. Could I'm buying. I'm buying stock. I'm buying stock on Ngakwe opening up things for Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay had a pretty good rookie season without another good pass rusher on the other side. I think when you put Ngakwe on the other side, now I'm not saying Ngakwe is going to get 10 sacks. If he gets about seven to eight, I'd be pretty happy. I think Quiddy Pay will get seven to eight because it's just going to open the other side. He's going to go against those right tackles instead of going against those left tackles. I hear you. I just think. Ngakwe is that big of an addition. He's probably the best pass rusher they had since Robert Mathis. See, but the thing is, is I watched a lot of Yannick Ngakwe last year with the Raiders. He's just not the same dude anymore. Oh, he don't looked, say that. God, especially near the that. end of last year, he looked washed, man. He looked so tired and so washed by the end of last year. And that's my big concern is that I know you're all stumped up about it because, yeah, it's Yannick Ngakwe. You know the name, but I just don't know if it's there anymore with him. And that's the problem. Because without him, you have an okay outside rusher, a good inside rusher, and then no other pressure up the middle. And that's not a recipe for success. Trust me, I've watched the Chiefs try and win with that exact same formula. It doesn't fucking work. No, it doesn't I mean, work. They it, the, the key, there's two keys to this team. Three. Matt Ryan's got to be good. Mm-hmm. He has to be. That's obvious. I think their skill position players have to step up outside the three we named. And I think the pass rush has to be there because Stefan Gilmore is going to do his thing. I thought that was a very underrated signing they got. I think having Nick Cross, Rodney McLeod, and Julian Blackman as your safeties is incredible. Now the second corner spot, we'll see how that goes with probably Isaiah Rogers. And then you have Kenny Moore, the best slot corner in the league. Like they – they're my fantasy pick. Their defense is my fantasy pick. Just they they create a lot of turnovers. It's going to be a little different with Gus Bradley instead of Matt Eberflus. But yeah, it, it. I just. I don't know, man. I just don't know if that front four is not to get consistent pressure because this is. You're right. It's the Gus Bradley defense, and he does not rush. He 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 rushes four. He base he rushes base four. He might. You know what? Be not probably blitz. smart. No, you know what? Probably be smart with this team. What is a blitz 
Bobby Okereke or Darius Leonard? Not not blitz. Put him on the line to rush. Yeah, but that's. But I, I think that'd is, be super smart to do. I, will Gus Bradley do that though? The man is very set in his ways, to a fault. You saw what he did every time he faced the Chiefs. He ran out that same cover three and got fucking annihilated every goddamn time. Yeah, like he he likes to rush base four, and. I just don't know if there's enough up front to do that. And then, yeah, let's say you rush Bobby Okurike. Uh, is that going to be enough to get home? And then you take him out of cover. I'm mainly saying that on third downs. On third downs is when you do that. Yeah, That's not what the Cowboys did with Micah Parsons last year. Yeah, and they played that same kind of Seattle cover three. Um. Yeah, I look, I think this is a good team. I think this might be – you're right. They might be a dark horse contender. I just – I have questions about how dynamic they are in the pass game and the pass rush. That's it. I still think they're going to finish better than what's their project. What's their over under nine point five. Yeah. They'll finish over that. Cause they get to play the fucking AFC South, but I just going forward. I'm just worried about, I'm worried about this team. And I've said this to you before of just being in a hell of its own making of being good, of being very, very good, but just never having that spark of like true explosiveness on offense that you need to compete in the league today. Right. Honestly, you remind me a lot of the, I probably said this in the pod before of the chiefs, Prima Holmes. Potentially good running back. Okay. Weapons on the outside, great defense, but they just were never dynamic enough at the position that mattered and which is quarterback to ever really win. And I'm worried that's the kind of what the Colts are trapped in. Well, Which let's go. With... Part of me wanted you guys to honestly just get rid of Wentz and tank this year to try and get Stroud and Young, but they went with Matt Ryan, and who knows? He's older, but he might be able to get them to the promised land. All right, let's go through their schedule. So at Houston, at Jacksonville, five of their first seven games is division. Kansas City at home is their home opener, which, whoo, yeah. Uh, then Tennessee at home, they're at Denver Thursday night. Jacksonville at home at Tennessee. Carson Wentz returns with Washington on week six at, in Indianapolis, and they go at Tennessee, or excuse me, they go at New England after Washington, at Vegas, Philly at home, Pittsburgh at home for Monday Night Football. It's about time, NFL. You had an actual primetime game in Indianapolis. Yeah, but this game's going to suck. Yeah, but I'm just glad primetime is back. Um, yeah. Then they go at Dallas for Sunday Night Football, which would be a big game. That's going to be gigantic. By week, then they go at Minnesota. They get the Chargers at home for Monday Night Football. They're at the Giants on New Year's Day, and then they finish with the Texans at home. They're twelve and five. They'll be a twelve and five team. That's that's my prediction. I hear you on the concerns with the playmakers in the pass rush. I I agree with you. I just think. This team had such a bitter taste in their mouth last year, choking two winnable games to get to the playoffs with probably the best player in football at the time with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was the best player in the league. At that point in the season, he was a monster. They were putting nine dudes in a box, and he was still ripping 60-yard touchdowns. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just sitting here waiting. So that's I a, agree with you on the open. I that's think, an I think 12 and five is good. All right, let's let's get to Houston. They're four and thirteen last Fantasy year. Fantasy pick. Fantasy pick. Oh, I said the Colts. Oh, Colts you, D. You, Colts D. Ah, ah, my bad. Tennessee. I, I would probably go. This go Derek Henry. I well. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't trust, I don't trust any of their other playmakers. Robert Woods. Robert Woods is good. Let's go with Robert Woods. You probably get him late. Probably. Anyway, I and like then, Robert uh, Woods. All right. All right. Let's go to Houston. Four, four and 13 last year. They're going to be bad again. I respect it. This team's going to suck. I don't want to go over their schedule. I don't really want to go over their additions. They're pretty much just going to see if. Our boy, I'm pulling him up right now. Davis Mills is their future. That's all they're going to do this season. They're just going to see if he can play. Yeah, they more or less ran it back from last year. They lost some kind of like around the edges pieces, with the exception of like Justin Reed. But 
and then they added the entirety of the Buffalo Bills pass rush from last year. <laughs> I yeah. don't get that one. Um, but Brandon yeah. Cooks is fun, though. Fantasy pick for me. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's going to be great. He's been the one bright spot in the receiving court. I was hoping for John Mechie the third, but I believe he's out for the year with a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, that sucks. We'll, we'll see if he can maybe hopefully come back. I doubt it, but I, let's hope for the best for him. Um, but, yeah, this team, they're you're right. They're just seeing what they have in Davis Mills. And if he's good, great. Quarterback of the future. Congratulations. Good work. We'll draft around him. If he sucks, the rest of this roster is bad enough that you can just pick up the new one on the fly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. There's just not much to talk about here. Like, yeah, let's see how Derek Stingley Jr. does. He might be exciting. But just, I mean, not that I think PFF is the gospel, but here are the PFF did their preseason position ranking groups. This is the Texans. 32nd at running back, 30th at receiver, 22nd on O-line. It will not get better than that number. 30th on D-line, 31st at linebacker, and 32nd at defensive back. This team is just stripped bare. Do they have any good home games where they can see other teams? Uh, Yeah, you can. Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers. Uh, You can see the Eagles. I am. Don't see Deshaun Watson. Don't. Actually, yes, do that and jeer the shit out of him. Uh, you Chiefs. can see the Chiefs. Neil, you might as well go to Houston and pay five dollars <laughs> to see the Chiefs play. <laughs> you know, with air with airfare and hotel, that might be still cheaper than going to an actual Chiefs game these days. So, uh, when over under win total from FanDuel is four and a half. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I feel like they are going to tank. This team was four and thirteen last year, and I was impressed at how well they played. <laughs> it was impressive at times. Yeah, they looked like an actual football team, which is not what I was expecting. But they still only won four fucking games. So yeah, give me the under. So on this podcast, because you can't see it, we've been if we have the teams that we are previewing, like it, like the vision that we're previewing. If we have any gear from that team, we wear. It. I'm wearing my cold stuff and. Neil, this he's wearing a Jaguars hat. Damn right. It's the only piece of like AFC NFC South merch I own. I'm gonna mail you Colts gear. And I won't fucking we've discussed this. I'm not wearing it. Your team has hurt me in ways you cannot fathom. Oh, I know. Yeah, so I'm not wearing any goddamn Colts gear. What have uh, the, Jag- 24, what have the 20... Jaguars done to anybody except your team? Listen, the Colts can't win in Jacksonville. Whose fault is that? I'm about to suit up to make sure it doesn't happen anymore. All right, so Jacksonville. And then you'll lose by 50 instead of 10. <laughs> God, no. Uh, Jacksonville finished 3-14 and 14 last year. They did beat the Colts. And the season last year. Um, boy, did they spend money. They money! spent. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Make it rain. Uh, man, I mean. I, I think the best thing they did was bringing Doug Peterson on as the head coach. Yeah. I think that is not being talked enough unless you're probably in Jacksonville because I don't know what the hell they were thinking of signing or hiring Urban Meyer. That was catastrophic. This might say Trevor Lawrence and his development because he was the, supposed to be the generational prospect. So I, here's my thing with Jacksonville. If Doug Peterson develops Trevor Lawrence to a level, like another level this year, I think they can make some noise. Their defense was really good last year at times. They have nice weapons on offense. Who knows? They might screw around win eight games. They also could only win one. <laughs> Because it's Jacksonville. That's probably too low. Probably like five, but. Yeah, this team is interesting because I don't think they'll be three and 14 again because that was a maelstrom of dog shit of which can really not be replicated. Listen, people were wearing clown masks at the last game of the year and their fucking team won. Sorry. No, get it out. Get get the pain out. I respect this. This is a safe space. Let's just let's skip through it. Yeah. It's it's just it's just a little triggering still that Carson Wentz could not be a two and fourteen Jacksonville team to make the. F- Go ahead. 
I'm done. Yeah. So this off season, they got rid of they kicked Urban to the curb. They and then they just kind of retooled all around the lineup, but with better players. They spent a bunch of money. I'm not sure it was money well spent. I like Christian I respect, Kirk. I respect. I don't like him for that money. No, he. <laughs> the NFL looked at Jacksonville and going, "What the fuck are you what doing? The fuck are you doing?" But then yeah, they added like Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, were fine receivers. They'll definitely complement that core. They added Brandon Sheriff to help with the O line, which I mean, it is good. They still don't have any fucking tackles, but that's better. I we mean, we get to I'm, see Travis Etienne for the first time. They're yeah. first round pick in twenty twenty one. So there's some new and exciting things here. I think they'll be better. I think somebody who can actually, you know, fucking coach at the NFL level will be a big improvement. But a lot of this is projecting one that like Etienne and Lawrence, that Lawrence will get better and Etienne will come back and provide a spark they didn't have last year. And then two that the defense will continue to have a good pass rush with the other Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, who they picked at number one overall, which I'm still not sure was the right choice there. That's probably big, not. That was a big, that was a big banner in the uh, production versus measurables war for drafting. We'll see yeah. how that goes, but I, I just don't think they'll be better. I think they'll, what's their over under it is four. Uh, six they'll and be, a half. It's six and no, a half. Four, no, four and a half. Excuse me. It's four. I think they'll be better than a four-win team. I, I think yeah, they I, added I know, enough I like I think Trevor will get better with an actual fucking coach. I still think they should have hired <laughs> Byron Leftwich, but that's another matter entirely. Um, God, why the fuck did they hire Byron Leftwich? He fucking was a quarterback there. He's been so goddamn good in Tampa. I don't. Sorry. It made a lot of sense then, didn't it, Neil? It's because it's because he didn't want to work with Trent Baalke. Because no one wants to trick work with Trent Baalke because he sucks. He drove the Niners into the ground, and now he's driving the Jaguars into the ground. Regardless, they'll be better. Like, they added some better pieces. Devin Lloyd will help their linebacker core. Trayvon Walker, uh, he is what he is. Uh, hopefully, he'll be good with those insane measurables. But they'll be better. I still don't think it'd be great. Like probably five and 13 is the floor. And then I think seven and 10 is the ceiling. They'll be a better team. They still won't be good. They still have, they still need a true number one receiver, which maybe LaVisca Chanel breaks out, but there's just so many maybes that I can't really give them anything better than a seven and 10. So I was just looking at my TV screen real quick. Not to get too sidetracked, but uh, it's the second half and the bears are being Seahawks 24 to nothing. Oh my God. It's the preseason. Who cares? Seattle can't score on Chicago. They're do you, one. Do you think their starters played? Two. The Bears beat the Chiefs last week. It's the preseason. None of this matters. Do you remember in 08 when the Lions went 0 and 16? You want to guess what their preseason record was? Yeah, it was four and 0. Anyway, sorry. Um, I agree with your floor and ceiling with Jacksonville, but who is your fancy player? Uh, James Robinson. I think he has a bounce back here this year. He was really good two years. Does they ago. have a competent? play caller yeah who isn't like weirdly biased against him um oh. yeah so give me james robinson i think he had a bad year last year i think he'll bounce back with a slightly improved o-line slightly brandon sheriff helps luke fortner helps uh they drafted him those guys help and they and i'm not sure they'll fix everything but they'll help and i think an improved o-line and you know an actual fucking nfl coaching staff james robinson will bounce back here yep i agree with james robinson that was my pick so what's your uh division standings uh that's that's easy nd tennessee jacksonville houston just mine both the afc and nc south are the same to me and that there's a clear favorite maybe not as good maybe one's not as good as the other and i i feel like the afc south may not be as clear as the nfc south well i but my thing is like there's one good team one mediocre team one kind of like could be good could be bad there's a lot of question marks and then one team we think is going to be a garbage bit they're both pretty much laid out the exact same way yeah. Well, Neil, that's uh four divisions down, four to go. Yeah. That, yeah. Where do you God, think I'm going to have Colts, to do so much fucking think, typing. Where do you think the Colts and Bucks finish this season in the conference in their I respective the, conferences? I think the Bucks win the NFC. The NFC is super low. Um, I think the NFC West champion will be – that division will be too busy fighting one another because there's three teams that – could potentially win it. Maybe they're maybe they're first or second. And the Packers are first or second. But the Packers lost Devontae, and they and lost, that's gonna be huge. Yeah, and like Romeo Dobbs apparently looks great in camp, but I, I'll believe when I see it on the field. So yep. I, I just I am worried about the Packers' offense with no true lead receiver. 
I give the nod to the Buccaneers. They're deeper. What about the Colts? The Colts. Fourth? So AFC East winner, AFC North winner. Second or third, honestly. Because you think the AFC West is going to be that fourth spot. I don't – I think – well, the thing is, is like what, what do you have in the North? You have Cincinnati, who's improved and were very good last year. You have Baltimore, who was very good last year. So I think – I'd say, okay, let's let me in that third because you have those two teams, which will be battling it out and maybe Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's defense will probably still be good. And then Cleveland's defense will be good too. And then at the end of the season, they could make some noise depending on what happens, unfortunately. Uh, Then in the AFC East, you have the Bills, you have, I'd say the Dolphins and maybe the Pats all duking it out over there. And then in the AFC West, you just have that whole fucking bloodbath. It's a so, nuclear wasteland. I'd say second or third because I think they're just they play in such an easy division compared to everybody else. I, it might be first. That might be you might be right. It might just because be I think the AFC East is that fucking good. And nobody wants to talk about it because the punchable the punching bag is the Jets. They're not a punching bag anymore. I just think the and that, are so stacked and, in that and I think, matter. I think. Also, without giving too much away, the Dolphins are going to make real fucking noise. Real fucking noise. And these Bills fans here, best listen. Because I'm going to give you the gospel in two weeks when we get to your division. You guys have the best roster in the league. That doesn't mean you're going to win the division. That shit happens. Look at Tampa Bay two years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Saints did actually win that division. Yep. Because that playoff game is in Tampa, but in New Orleans. Huh. Okay. You're welcome. Anyway, yeah. uh, next week we're going to do the North. The North remembers. Hey, that's perfect timing because guess what comes out on Sunday? House of Dragons. Not watching it. Still I'll burned from that dog shit last season. It, yeah. Ugh. That was like three seasons in one. So everything's not super rushed. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is the I have first a hot time take. Anybody's... I have a hot take about Game of Thrones. Okay. They should have stopped at season six. No, they should have kept going, but they should have, you know, gone 10 seasons instead of eight. Well, yes, Let but the story breathe. But now, knowing what we know now, they should have stopped at six. Yeah, knowing what we know now, but yeah, you're right. Mercy kill it in season six, but it's like saying with Dexter, like, oh, it should have ended after season five. Yeah, but that's with hindsight. So, anyway, we'll do the NFC North and AFC North, which one division is going to be really competitive, and the other one's not. One division is going to be really competitive, and the other will be the NFC North. (laughs) We'll let you figure that out. Neil, you want to add anything before we uh, put a bow on it? No, um, I can't remember if that was this week or last week, but did I mention that Winnipeg finally lost? That was last week. Yes, I did. My bad. Eh, sorry, <laughs> I'm all space Casey. I'll, oh, um, I went to Toronto. Uh, I have not talked about that. Um, let me just tell you this: Canada's beautiful. I don't care if the geography and landscape's the same. It was better. It was. I, I enjoyed my time. And I tried to find Hamilton's uh, stadium for my Tiger Cats. Did not oh. find it. Actually, no. I'm sorry. That actually did happen after recorded last week. Yeah, uh, the only big news at the CFL is Winnipeg lot finally went down. Montreal beat them last week, twenty to seventeen, to end their undefeated run. They were uh, ten and zero, or if no, I, they were nine and zero, and they are now nine and one. If I had a hat, I put over my right heart for a moment of silence. Hamilton's uh, creeping back into. Uh, yeah, you want to do a quick check in on the CFL standings? Yes, absolutely. Let's give the people what they want, which is not yeah, NFL okay. news. They want the CFL. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, fuck the NFL. <laughs> Who cares? Um, in the West Division, your leaders right now are the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are nine and one. Uh, second place is the British Columbia Lions, seven and one. Uh, third is uh, the Calgary Stampeders at five and three. Fourth is, which is surprising, they've kind of petered off after a strong start. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders at five and four, and then last place is the Edmonton Elks, who have not won a home game in like two years. It is. Amazing. And then over in the least division, you heard me right. Toronto is four and four. Hamilton is three and six. Montreal is three and six. And Ottawa is one and seven. So everything to play for. Uh, if the playoffs started right now, Winnipeg would be your one seed. Uh, 
British Columbia would be the two would be the two in the West, and Calgary would take the third spot of the West in the East Division. Toronto and Hamilton would clinch spots, and Saskatchewan would take the crossover spot, which is basically the wild card for the best record team that isn't already in. Love it. Is that the CFL? Yeah, that's the CFL. We'll see if the corner starts back up once things are a little less hectic and I'm not just buried in PFF pages. It's coming, Neil. Two weeks yeah, away. I and then we, then we get into it. So thank you again for listening. Please share with your friends, your family, anybody who'd like to talk football. Um, hope you're enjoying the division preview series. we got two more weeks to go until football starts, Neil. It's crazy. Actually, if you, if you really love college football, that starts next Saturday. If oh, you yeah. enjoy if you enjoy watching Big Ten football which in is, Ireland. Can I say this? <laughs> On the record. And then we'll be done. Okay. The Big Ten conference for football is garbage. There's exactly one team in the Big Ten that's figured out it's not 1985 anymore, and that's Ohio State, and that's why they always fucking. I don't care if Michigan made the playoff last year. They had a good team, had a good year. Congrats. What have they done outside of that? What has Wisconsin done? What has Penn State done? What has Michigan State done? What's Indiana, Illinois, or Purdue done? They're not the SEC, and that's all I want to say. Congrats on getting your media deal, but they're not the SEC. You're not even the Big 12 or Pac-12 or the ACC. Whoa. I used to live in the Big 10. Whoa. Football's garbage. Whoa. Football's garbage in that conference. It just is. It's, it's big, bad football. Big, big 10 fans. You play a unique brand of football that I respect to a degree. It's garbage. The fun part is, guess which one of us roots for a Big 10 team? <laughs> this guy. And it's garbage. Anyway, have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week.